A reading from Isaiah. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Thessalonians. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For when we were with you, we gave you this command, anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. And then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. 
So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my favorite films is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Love that movie. But watching it as an adult is a strange experience because you watch that movie and you think, we show this to kids? That movie's dark. Especially that scene in the middle on the boat and there's the colored lights on Gene Wilder's face, and he's babbling. Part's freaky. But in the middle of all that babbling, Gene Wilder says something that has always struck me as profound. He says, the anticipation is terrible. I hope it lasts. Now it strikes me that that could be a perfect illustration of many Christians' attitude when it comes to the end of the world, the coming of the kingdom of God. Now we're all good mainline Protestants here, so the end of the world, well that's just not something we like to talk about much. But the truth is that Jesus and Paul were both apocalyptic thinkers who believed that the kingdom described in Isaiah was going to be coming imminently and transforming the world. And you cannot come to terms with what it means to be a Christian until you come to terms with what your attitude is going to be about the coming of the kingdom of God. But the problem is that there have been almost 2,000 years between Jesus and Paul's time and our own. And Christians have been waiting and anticipating the coming of the kingdom for a long time. Now, the coming of the kingdom of God. We want that. We desire the image given Isaiah, a world made new, a world where peace has come. A world where things are made right. We desire it in the deepest part of our hearts. We want the kingdom of God to come upon the earth. The evils of the world bother us. But if we're honest, we have to admit that we've gotten very comfortable thinking of that coming kingdom as something that's going to take place long in the future. Partly because we have been waiting so long and anticipating so long that we've gotten used to the waiting become comfortable. But also because, you know, I got a golf game on Saturday. I got a dance competition coming up. I got stuff to do. The truth is that as much as the evils of the world bother us, 
we have eked out within the context of those evils relative happiness. And we also know that great change is often attended by great suffering, and we're not quite ready for that yet. And so we wind up living a bit of a contradiction, looking forward to the time when God's kingdom comes, but comfortable with the idea that it will not come for a long time yet. We have become comfortable in our discomfort. We could say collectively what Augustine said in his confessions, make us pure, Lord, but not yet. We could say with Gene Wilder, the anticipation is terrible. I hope it lasts. Now over the last 150 years or so, another group of Christians has grown up. And their attitude about the end of the world is very different. In some ways, this group can be seen as a righteous protest against the prevailing view among most Protestants. This group of Christians has chosen to take the attitude of the original Jesus and Paul and live as if the end is going to come any day. They take the evils of the world, not just as signs that the kingdom has not yet come, but signs that its coming is imminent. The problem is, is that this is to ignore the gospel reading, which makes it clear that there is going to be great evil throughout history, and one particular instantiation of evil is not a sign that the end is about to come. And the other problem I have with this view is that it tends towards apathy about the evils of the world. If you think that the world is going to end tomorrow, if you think God's going to come and change everything very, very soon, you don't tend to do much about ecological problems or worldwide poverty because God's about to come and take care of all that stuff. The most extreme example of this view counsels us that the worst history has to offer will not even be visited upon believing Christians, that those who believe in Jesus Christ will be taken up to heaven, and that the worst of human history is reserved for those who do not believe. And again, that is to completely ignore a very important message in the gospel reading, which is that the suffering which often attenuates change is very often visited upon those who are agents of change. We cannot claim to be on the side of the kingdom of God and expect to take pay no costs for its coming. But at the very least... This second view lacks the contradiction of the first and counsels no peace with the evils of the world. It could be summed up thusly. The anticipation is terrible. I hope it ends soon. Now the problem with both of these views, in my opinion, is they too neatly cleave the coming of the kingdom in the future and the lives we live now. God does not reveal in Scripture the plans that God has for the world so that we can make peace with evil, nor that so we can be apathetic towards it. No. It's meant to challenge us, to reveal to us that the world is not yet what God wants it to be, to help us understand what God's will is for the world, to realize that that is God's intention for life, what this life is meant to be. And it's meant to inspire us and empower us so we can work to make the world a better place. It's meant to give us hope 
So that however bad things get, we know that the good we do contributes to a kingdom, a kingdom which will eventually triumph. But the truth is, is making peace with evil, being apathetic towards evil, that's a much easier path to take. It's easier to not face the evils of the world for just how bad they are. Or, when faced with them, to just give up on the whole thing and have nothing else to do but wait for someone else to fix it. That is not what anticipation of the kingdom is about. The kingdom of God is given to us. The vision of what God's plan is for the future is given to us in Scripture so that we can live in that place, live in it right here, right now, in our minds, in our imaginations, in our souls, And then to come back to the world we live in and make this world a little more like that one. To work to make the world a better place. To work to build the kingdom of God. To speed that day when all things will be made new and all things will be made right. To work together and to work with God to accomplish that task. And I've seen people do that. I've seen people do it in the church and in the world and in my best times I've seen it myself. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But the truth is is that I take that easier path more often than I like to admit. But the intention God has for us in His vision of the kingdom is that we rejoice in the work we have to do. That we face the evils of the world for what they are and that we do the work, we undertake the suffering, we undertake the struggle to face them and to make the world a better place and in the midst of it all to find joy in life. In the end, the attitude God wants us to have is the anticipation is wonderful. I hope it lasts. Amen.